an unrelenting stream of immigration. Non-stop. Non-stop. An unrelenting stream of immigration. An unrelenting stream of immigration. An unrelenting stream of immigration. Non-stop. Non-stop. Yes. 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 Welcome back to the podcast. Beloved, this is indeed your brother, Big VJ, checking in. Today's conversation, we're going to keep it in Chicago. True indeed, beloved, we're going to keep it in Chi-Town. We are going to keep it in the windy city of the Midwest, right? We're going to have a conversation about the migrants. Uh, We got the article already pulled up. CBS News Chicago and the headline reads Mayor Brandon Johnson in D.C. to push for $5 billion in federal funding for African Americans, right? So, <laughs> you know, I don't see that. <laughs> nah, nah, Brandon Johnson in D.C. to push for $5 billion for black Americans, for colored folks. <laughs> For the American Negro. (laughs) You know it don't say that. (laughs) You know good goddamn well it don't say that. Brandon went down to D.C. To beg for $5 billion in federal funding for migrants. Not you. (laughs) For migrants. So we're going to have a conversation about that today. It's going to be a little colorful. So... You know, if you got sensitive ears, YouTube has blessed you with two million other channels that you can go to, right? So you can carry your ass on over there and you can listen. <laughs> we do our own thing and we use our own slang over here, right? Um, before we read the article, I just want to just go over a few things. And I just want to say thank you to all for supporting the podcast, for supporting the channel, right? Our brother Q Print and our brother B. Harris, Sister Cassandra, you know, 10 Speed, um, our IG family, where we get so many of our stories from, so many of our articles from Slizzy All Star and our brother Zulu, Ricky Allen. Uh, Sister Mercedes, Mirio. Shout out to the Queen over at Twitter, uh, the Libra. Who? This is the reason why now you can find us on Amazon Music because the Queen said it was some issues with Spotify. Sometimes it's playing, it don't, it's sticking. So now we have added the podcast to amazon music which brings us up to like i don't know we like on eight or nine different platforms now so we just appreciate all the love you know um everybody sharing and commenting and etc right we thank you guys so much for that our brother aspiring mogul who uh reached out to us because he wanted to know our cash out 
he wanted to donate to the platform. He wanted to donate money to the podcast. And to that, we would say this, right? Um, there was a time, beloved, that we used to put our cash app up on the channel. And we used to put it up on the podcast. And you know what started happening? <laughs> people started giving money. You know, people started giving 25 and 30 $35. And we're like, yo, that's not what... <laughs> That's not what we put that up there for. So we took it down. We don't want any of our brothers and sisters to give any money to us. We make a great salary. This is not why we do this. This is the people's podcast. Uh, we're not doing any original thought over here. We're not cooking nothing up in the back. You know, all the conversations that we give is the conversation that you give us. We just talking about what you want us to talk about. It's okay to hit the cash app if you want to advertise something you want to advertise a business a brand a product a service now we're doing business yeah we put the cash app up for that not for telling the truth no we're not that's not us we're not gonna do that we don't want our people to give us any money for nothing like that what we will say though is if it's a grassroots organization in your town, in your community doing the work, please support them. You know what I'm saying? Like, just throw on some change because I do that. It's a certain amount of money I have budgeted to some grassroots organizations that's going to do the ground and pound work that I know I'm not going to do. So I just throw on some change because they out there doing it. I just kind of do it that way, right? Our brother Spiring Mogul, we appreciate it, and many others, but that just not, please don't send us no money for that's not what we do here. I just want to say that. There is a comment that we want to address that we can segue right into today's conversation with it, and it is from our brother Rand68, right? And he said that, you know, in us talking about what's going on in Chicago. We called out a lot of black celebrities, most in which come from Chicago. And our brother Rand 68 said, well, you know, you did mention <laughs> the brother minister. You didn't say nothing about Minister Louis Farrakhan about what, you know, what he thinks about the man. And you didn't say nothing about that. And, you know, Rand, we feel like that is a um, we with you on that. Right. We feel like that is a valid point and that is a valid question now i have a question for you and many others that are waiting for the brother minister to give a comment on the migrants and my question is this um when have you known any lost found minister any nation of islam minister to speak on political matters like when have you ever known it have you ever seen the brother minister at the Democrat convention or the Republican convention? But part of the promise, though, I will say that friendships in all walks of life is part of the promise. So you do see the brother minister in friendships in all walks of life. But I mean, just let's just think about it. Have you ever seen Louis Farrakhan, right? The elder, right? Our brother. Or let's say brother Wesley Muhammad from Detroit or brother Troy Muhammad from Detroit or Khalil 
or Nuram Muhammad, have you ever seen any Muslim minister, Nation of Islam, that is, just speaking on political matters, just just talking about political matters and just saying this, that, have you ever seen, you know, out there hand in hand with Black Lives Matter tackling the issue? Have you, <laughs> have you ever just seen it? I'm just answering straight up question. I can tell you what the brother minister's teacher taught. We're talking about Elijah. I can tell you what peace be upon him is no longer here. I can tell you what the brother minister's teacher taught about politics. He taught that liberals put folks that look like you in front of you, and he called those folks Negro magicians. That's what Mr. Muhammad said when it comes to American politics. In fact, he said in this deceitful American game of power politics, the Negroes are nothing but tools used by one group of whites called liberals against another group of whites called conservatives, either to get into power or to remain in power. Then he went on to say the white liberal differs from the white conservative only in one way. The liberal is more deceitful than the conservative is. Now that's what his teacher said. Right? Anytime you see an American Negro running around with liberals, Mr. Muhammad called them Negro magicians. That goes for Billy Sugar Bear Porter. That goes for Cardi B. That goes for Don Chittle. Because all these guys is at the Democrat convention and they that goes for the Breakfast Club. Because they keep these Democrats on their platform. That goes for DJ Envy, aka Real Estate Rico, and Charlemagne the Fraud. They let Jim Crow Joe Biden get away with coming on their platform and telling them, hey man, you ain't black if you don't vote for me. I'm like, are you serious, bro? They didn't even say nothing. Man, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. <laughs> Because they're magicians. <laughs> That's what Dio Hughley is. See, they act as a leader, teacher, and guide for you in political matters. See, the brother minister ain't never came across and act as a leader, teacher, and guide for you in political matters. The reason why the nation of Islam kind of burst on the scene the way it did, if we go back in history just a little bit, it was because of a, of a brother named Malcolm Max. Peace be upon him, he's no longer here. Malcolm X was able to galvanize all kind of folks from the community because Malcolm was more political. See, his lectures didn't have... See, him and the brother minister is different in this regard. Malcolm was way more political, but the brother minister, he's more spiritual. Spiritual means breath, a way of light, the wind, right? So he's going to speak on morality issues or, you know, uh, husband and wife situations and, you know just it's all kind of like righteousness freedom justice and equality morality based etc this is the brother minister malcolm spoke on more political just go back and listen to the tapes when he's at eastern michigan or he's speaking at harvard or he's speaking at michigan state everything that the brother minister we talk about malcolm now it was all peace be upon him he's no longer here it was more political so he could he can get the average listener to listen to him and follow him because he wasn't requiring them to do anything else. They was just to listen and to be just wake up. 
But the brother minister from Chicago, he's requiring something a little, just a little different. <laughs> it's gonna be a little different than that. You see, he's more, it's a spiritual thing with him. But again, he never stood and act as a leader, teacher, and guide for political matters. Dio Hughley did, though. Like I said earlier, Dio Hughley did. Ricky, Ricky Smiley did. No, not Ricky Smiley did, he does. It's just not election time. You don't hear nothing from Ricky right now. But election time come around. Cause you know, he's in a divine, quote unquote, he's in a divine nine. And him and the East Indian, Kamala Harris, they got some cooked up in the back with this divine nine kind of hustle. Steve Harvey is divine nine. So they all kind of, it's kind of like they all work together, but is is it for your good? Cause they act as a leader teaching guy for you. But here's a thing that may have went over a lot of our brothers and sisters head don't you think it's interesting how the powers that be make sure that you for morning radio and afternoon is underneath the voice of a comedian don't you know that's by design oh you just don't think that ricky and them just beat out all these folks for a job or uh, uh steve harvey just beat out these folks for a job and Dio Hughley just beat out folks in the afternoon slot for a job. They make sure that black Americans stay underneath the sound of jesters at all times, of clowns, of comedians. They're breeding dummies. So they act as a leader, teacher, and guide during election time. But when this time has come, you don't hear nothing from them. And I just got to point that out. Who's listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show unless you're on a certain level of vibration? Wise? Who's listening to the Strawberry 23 Letter still? These guys are 60, damn near 70 years old, and they're reading Strawberry Letters. Nephew Tommy is in his 50s. He's goddamn doing the prank call. He's doing it for you. Where's your Dave Ramsey at? See, this is why you don't know financial matters and you don't, you don't know political matters because Mr. Muhammad said they put Negro magicians in front of you. We just had a different teacher to see, man, these niggas are just magicians. But we're trying to tell you, the masses, man, these niggas is magicians. We're not saying nothing new. They're bootleggers, brother. But they act as a leader teaching guy for you. So when it came to Chicago, right? And our people is down there, south side, west side, complaining heavy about these migrants. We say to them, well, where's Common at now? Where's John Legend? The Democrats found him. 2020 Democratic National Convention. They up there singing their Grammy song. They singing glory. They giving a tribute to uh, our fallen brother, Representative John Lewis. And Okay, well, where are they now? Because they act as a leader teaching God to you about political matters now where are they now where's jennifer hudson where is she at now she was at the convention where's uh the good reverend jesse jackson at who we can't we can't name none of his sermons you know we he's been a reverend for i don't know how long and he's an elder we respect him him and reverend al we can't name no, we don't have a favorite sermon that they gave we don't know nothing you know but every time election time come around they act as a leader teaching guide to you and I to vote Democrat. Okay, where are they now? Where's Michelle Obama? We talking Chicago, beloved. Let's just talk. Let me drink some of this coffee. 
right because the wife she got me something different now the wife got me uh this is like the third time beloved she didn't switch me out uh i had to go from regular coffee now she got me on decaffeinated and then we left decaffeinated and now she got me on mushroom you know what I'm saying? So I got to slow myself down. This mushroom gives you just like a little energy almost, right? <laughs> so I got to slow myself down with this mushroom coffee, right? But the question I'm asking, beloved, is uh, where is Michelle Obama? Have you seen her? She's from the shop. Right? Because you know you ain't seen her husband. He out there riding the giraffe or something, feeding the giraffe, fighting hyenas out there, you know, on top of the elephant. Who knows? So where's the wife at? You know, the last time we seen her come out for a matter, she sat down with Dwayne Wade's son, got on national TV in front of millions of viewers to support an interesting lifestyle. Let me just say that. Now, the folks from her hometown is having an interesting lifestyle and you don't see her no more. Right? Hyde Park is having an interesting lifestyle. Kenwood, Inglewood, West Inglewood, Lower West Side, interesting lifestyle. Do you see her? <laughs> now remember this when election time come back around. That's all he said. Remember this, right? Re just, just remember this. Chicago CBS, and it reads as follows. Let's do the article. And let's build just a little bit more. Chicago Mayor Brandon Johnson was in Washington, D.C. on Friday to join a handful of other big city mayors to ask the Biden administration for $5 billion more in funding for aid to black Americans. That's <laughs> like, no, he didn't. He ain't go up there for no niggas. He wanted more bread for the migrants. You know how hard... Jim Crow Joe Biden has been pushing immigration. That crack a lot about a lot of things. Ain't lie about that. You can go back and put a compilation together, and all Jim Crow Joe Biden ever talked about was immigration. That's why we have to open up the podcast with that. You sit up there, watch him at the national convention. He's in a debate. And they asked him about reparations and you know what he said about reparations he sidestepped that question and then he went right into how important migrants is to this country not you nigga migrants vice president biden do you support reparations look let me since i haven't spoken on this got a chance um number one the reason we're the country we are is because of immigration we've been able to cherry pick the best from every single continent the people who come here have determination, resilience. They are ready to stand up and work like the devil. We have 24 out of our 100 children in our school today is Hispanic. The idea that we are going to walk away and not provide every opportunity for them is not only stupid and immoral, but it's bad for America. They are the future of America, and we should invest in them. Everybody will benefit from it, every single American. And you should get used to it. This is a nation of immigrants. That's who we are. That's why we're who we are. That's what makes us different, and we should invest in them. Thank you, Mr. Biden. Senator Klobuchar, you had yeah. your hand up. 
and you need to get used to it and then he says something very key he said they are the future of this company a part of me of this country which is actually a company they're the future so what is you maybe i should ask that now if the migrants are the future goddamn nigga what is you <laughs> was you ever the future of this company aka country were you ever the future <laughs> how can we i mean how can we not joke you just got your nigga wake up call from joe biden We've been telling you all along, hey man, you can't trust these folks. Listen, we knew the jig was up when Clinton stood in front. He did a photo op of black inmates and you just didn't catch it then either. But they play like they're your friend. But Mr. Muhammad told you they are way, the liberals now, are way more deceitful than the conservative ones. And we've been telling you that four years you don't have to be smart you ain't really got to be the smartest person in the world if you just listen to your elders and your ancestors they can give you the key you ain't got to be the smartest person around he went to get five billion for migrants have you heard no 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 have you heard anything from roland martin Roland Martin talk about the Congo and everything now. He's part of the Divine Nine. Remember that now. See how these, all these niggas is clicked up together. Have you said anything about the migrant crisis? Ain't said nothing. You think he's going to say something? You When the last time you went on Steve Harvey Instagram page? When the last time you went in there and checked to see if he said anything about Because he's from the Midwest. What do you think, you know, what's the last time you... Keep waiting. <laughs> Keep waiting. These niggas is magicians. <laughs> Johnson joined mayors from Denver, Houston, and Los Angeles who are all pushing for more federal funding. He said the full wraparound services for thousands of migrants in Chicago are costing the city $40 million per month, which is $10 million a week. Wow, beloved. That figure is not sustainable. Uh, where's the $40 million a month for you? <laughs> where's it for you? Chicago been on the news for the last seven years about our people. Unfortunately, beloved, unfortunately, blowing each other's brains out. The shooting is non-stop in these neighborhoods. You think $40 million could have fixed your problem? I think $40 million a month could have fixed your problem. It, it wasn't there for you. Check it out. 85,000 people since 2010 to 2020, they already left Chicago. They booked it. They gone somewhere. Memphis, Little Rock, St. Louis, Ohio somewhere. They gone though. Probably Atlanta and Houston because Negroes think that the promised land is goddamn Houston and Atlanta, but maybe that's a different story for a different day. We do understand that Chicago have an above average crime rate. We get it. But the black males that's already there, our brothers, 14% unemployment rate right now, Chicago. But if you're a younger brother, between 20 to 24, 50% of them is unemployed. 
Now, they're tagging the young sisters along with them, also in the 20 to 24 age group. Damn near 60% of them is unemployed. But the mayor found $40 million in one month and every month for a migrant and not you. Because you didn't know that was your money. And you know what, beloved? That's our fault. That's not your fault. When we have political podcasts and we talk about these kind of issues, we're calling our people monster dummy. We want to be offensive. We want to be offensive. You know why? Because we fucked up. Not you. If you between 18 to 30, you good money. You just didn't know no better. We led you wrong. We never taught you about politics. We dropped the ball. Who is we? Everybody over 40. Everybody over 40, we fucked y'all. We didn't, we just, you know, we should have, but we just didn't give you the knowledge about how politics work. We didn't instill in you the importance of going to the city council meeting, to knowing what district you belong to, to knowing your council person, man or woman. We just never did it. We gave you that Easter speech, though. We made sure uh, <laughs> we gave it an Easter speech. We took you to football practice. We took you to baseball practice, basketball practice. We didn't really help you with no homework neither. We really don't know your teachers either. So our generation, we dropped the ball on a whole lot of shit. So when we talking on Real Black Content Fun podcast and we're using colorful language, we want to offend those that are among us that's over 40 that fucked y'all because y'all the this is what we handed you this is the chicago we handed y'all this is the detroit we handed y'all this is the harlem we handed y'all jim jones and the whole dipset thing they did everything but educate the youth about the real streets that was running harlem and it wasn't in the streets it was coming from downtown We dropped the ball. Now look. A president can stand in front of you as a vice president running for president. We're talking about Jim Crow Joe Biden. And he can say immigrants is the future of this country. And we didn't catch it and pass it down to little TT them and say, hey, this ain't the motherfucker for you. Because he's going somewhere else. He's looking for a new date. You know, it's kind of funny what he almost doing, really. He almost planned. Like black males got this hustle in America, and they just the new hustle is they playing uh, passport bros because they feel like they bitch ain't acting right, right? So they gonna go overseas and get them a new bitch where they can do a little bit less for her and kind of like uh, they don't have to really do a lot. They just do less, take out on lesser quality dates, uh, provide less money, less protection, less caring, and she will be more gracious. Just me giving her the less because she coming from a fucked up environment. She's going to be happy with the little I give her instead of me just getting with my own sister and appropriately taking care of her, supporting her and etc. So they call these these brothers the passport bros because they looking for a female more. Uh, what's the word they always use? Submissive. This is the word submissive, right? OK, because I'm on I'm on this side. I'm throwing up the air quotes submissive. Well, I tell you, energy and karma is a is a weird thing because now Joe Biden, he's playing niggas like the passport bros. He's like, you know what? Tariq Nasheed and these Omar Johnson got y'all niggas all riled up. 
Y'all talking about reparations and what y'all want. So you know what I'm going to do? <laughs> y'all some hard-headed bitches. So I'm going to go out the country. And I'm going to get me because I'm watching the Passport Bros movement. And I'm going to take a little bit of the, out that page, right? I'm going to go out the country. And I'm going to get me some migrants. And I'm going to bring them in. And we're going to pay them a little less. And we can do a little bit more. And we're just going to sidestep y'all. And we ain't got to fuck with y'all no more. Because you got an attitude. You know what I'm saying? You, uh... <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The white man said, you don't like the Cheesecake Factory no more. When you <laughs> when he first got you, he used to take you to the Cheesecake Factory. In fact, when he really, really first got you, you fought and clawed to eat at his counter. Now, when he tried to take you to the Cheesecake Factory, you're too good for that. So he's like, you know what? Man, I'm going to get rid of these black bitches. I'm going to get rid of them. I'm going to go down to South America, and I'm going to scoop up me some migrants that whatever the little bit I do, they're going to love it. It's funny how that energy come right back around, beloved. Just so fast. Is that interesting? But I don't know. Maybe that is a different story for a different day. Let's go down to the next paragraph. The group met with Biden administration officials to express the urgency of the migrant crisis. Johnson said the city is projected to have spent more or over $300 million on African Americans. <laughs> now he didn't spend your money on you. He spent over three hundred million on asylum seekers, and that'll be by the end of the year. The forty million dollars that is costing the city of Chicago every single month to provide care for these individuals who are seeking asylum is not sustainable. He said, "Let's stop." Man, we ain't got to be the dead horse over and over and over in the head. It's over with. To you for Chicago, I want to say this. Right? Um, we dropped the ball. And your Uncle VJ is going to offer you a solution. Right? Um, everybody that's over 40 years old are monster dummies. And they fucked y'all. And now it looks like you're losing the city of Chicago. Take it from your uncle who lost the city of Detroit. The only play that I have for y'all is one in which no other podcast is going to give you. Right? You got to make your own city. That's the only solution. I That's it. Brothers and sisters, you got to make your own city. That's something that I always wanted to do for my city. I always wanted to turn the west side of Detroit to a separate city. But, you know, I'm getting a little old. I love bullshitting. You know, I talk all that shit, but I love bullshitting too. (laughs) I like vacationing. Man, that's like an uphill battle. But you guys are young enough to do it, and I would love to see you win. What I mean is that you, you're just a city if you incorporate it. It's not nothing really fancy. I think it only takes maybe like um maybe like 500 registered voters to get everything started, you know. You got to check in with the state of Illinois, right? 
but if i'm not mistaken it take maybe like something like 50 homeowners to petition or 500 registered voters we're talking about for the state of illinois you got to do your your legwork yourself but i do know that um you got to try to push through illinois senate so what i would suggest to you is that you get you a vision board and on that vision board you rank 2034 and you make it your goal today to turn Southside Chicago to his own separate city. You don't fucking need Chicago. You can have your own city. You can create and make Southside Chicago incorporated. And you'll be a city outside of the city of Chicago. That's all you got to do. But you got to grind hard to do it. See, that's what we should have did in Detroit. See, we fucked up the whole game. See, all right, look, I'm going to just say this. Because, you know, I'm going to just, we're going to take our time. We're going to talk. And I'm going to tell you something how, how my generation fucked up. I'm going to show you how we fucked up. Um, I can't even remember the name. There's a book that came out in 2010, right? And it was about, they was projecting what they was going to do to Detroit. And they had the M1 rail on there and they had a bunch of shit on there. And um, it had like the residential community. And in this book, and I can't even remember the name. I tried to find it. And I wanted to post it, but I can't, I had to, I can't find it right now. In any event, I will find it. I will put it up. It was talking about the city projection and it had like, um, the occupancy rate is like, what's at that time, like 78.3%, something like that. And then the goal of the residential community was like 28 to 30%. That's how, you know, us in Detroit were monster dummies. Because we couldn't see that mean we finna move the niggas out of here. And on the map, they had residential areas that used to be in Detroit that you can see that one day they were going to turn them green. They won't have all these green projects and this, but they had to get the people out to make the city this way. We just didn't know that. Now, what some of us that figured out tried to do was this. We thought this was a Democrat plan. So I remember, you know, talking to my uncle and, um, you know, cause you know, it's a devil running Detroit now. And I remember saying, well, you just got to go with another party because, you know, uh, we had a mayor named Bing. When Bing was in there, he used to come down to Greater Grace. It was like a local church, you know, and, uh, the pastor, Pastor Ellis, I was there when the father was dead. I had to go visit the church, but now this is on Seven Mile on the West side, but his son took over the church. I don't really go. To make a long story short, the mayor used to kind of come down to Greater Grace, which is a big staple in the city on the west side. He used to talk about this plan, but the plan was in his book. And the people were listening like, nah, they wasn't with it. Okay, boom. Bing goes. The devil Doug come in. He's pushing the same plan that Bing had. He's from a, But he's not like coming to the people. He's not accessible. He just got them... <laughs> black booting the whole thing down you know so what we did not know it did not come to our mind was once we knew they were going to try to push the residents out what we should have tried to do is incorporate the part of the city that we love the most because we could incorporate the west side of detroit and say okay you know what we're going to split from detroit we're going to make west side of detroit our own thing and just went through the the michigan pardon me uh the michigan senate to figure out because you know the general that is a general assembly and figure out how what steps we had to do to incorporate west detroit or the west side of detroit and make it separate so that plan won't be a part of us but we didn't know no better 
that's your only hope if you're from Chicago. You love the west side of Chicago so much, you can make that a separate city. Now, ain't nobody else going to come and tell you no shit like this. Because they're going to keep you on it. You have to keep playing a two-party system because that's the hustle they use in America. Oh, America is capitalism and it's a two-party system. It's not no fucking two-party system. It's a bunch of goddamn, it's a bunch of parties. You can just make your own party. See, you don't have to do like our forefathers. See, our forefathers that became black mayors, see, there was no internet. Here in Washington, they didn't have no internet. You know, Coleman and Young didn't have no internet. Mary Berry didn't have no internet. So they had to get, it's almost like an artist signing with a record label, damn it. They had to sign with Democrat records to get known. It is some shit, it is some funny style shit they had to do. But it was funding, it was a platform it was a big system to help them get to that seat because that's how it was now you don't need a big you got the internet you can make your own name beloved and goddamn get known and become independent and then become a mayor which you have real power because you the people in goddamn washington don't control you you don't beloved you do you think that this is brandon's plan you think this is johnson's hustle Johnson is being, he's being told what the fuck to do by D.C. D.C. is controlling him. He don't run it. He's just doing what he's told. He belongs to a party. He belongs, he belongs to a party. The same thing with Eric in New York. Don't you think it's just, how fucking convenient is it is that when Eric was doing everything he was told to do by Capitol Hill, everything is going good. The fucking minute he started complaining about too many migrants is here, all of a fucking sudden he get an FBI raid. Niggas can't see that. That's the FBI raid is saying, nigga, get back in line. You you better get your ass back in line. We know we know where the dirt is at. You better get your ass back in line. Eric could be back in line in no time. But he belongs to the Democrat Party. He plays this game like, you know, I was a former police cop. And, yeah, yeah, nigga, but you, you was a senator before that. You already knew the plan before you got there. See, that's what we didn't know. Young people, you don't need to be in the party no more. You can make your name so big on the internet, you can run independent and fuck everybody because they don't want an independent black person over these cities. They need you connected to a party system so they can keep you going along with the with the agenda. But if you you don't need a party system no more. Beloved, you don't think Omar Johnson, right? I'm gonna just use an example. Brother, you don't think Omar can be the mayor of Philadelphia? In my estimate now. Omar would easily win if he went for mayor of Philadelphia. But you know what? It'd be too dangerous because he go independent. That's power. When you sit independently over a city and no fucking body, you don't owe nobody no favors. The Democrats can't run you. The Republicans can't run you. All you do is do it and you're over the budget. Philly, you bounce back in no time. They don't want you to know you can do that. So in my estimate, beloved, the only thing I can say to you is um, incorporate your community. Turn the side of town that you're from, go to the General Assembly, right, which is the Illinois Senate in your case, figure out what it takes and how many votes you need to goddamn turn your community into a, into a city, right? You want to incorporate your community and turn it into a city. You want to separate from Chicago. That's the only out I see. I'm going to give you an example and then we're going to close out, right? Because something just came to my mind. All right, I'm going to give you an example. I want to say um, at least twice a year. At least twice a year, me and my wife go to Atlanta. 
right uh, let me see not this year because we spent so much time in florida but uh generally we go down to atlanta at least twice a year and just kick it you dig what i'm saying now i'm gonna tell you something about atlanta nobody's gonna tell you you dig what i'm saying hey man atlanta's fucked up and it's poor <laughs> i know them niggas on tv they look like they're getting crazy money down there but them niggas is broke down it's fucked up you dig what i'm saying um we stay downtown and uh in my estimate man they can use you know i wouldn't be mad if they put a fire truck full of bleach water and just roll downtown and just hit every fucking building down there with some bleach water and shit that shit just look like it's just you know atlanta needs some help right different story for a different day the part of the city that make atlanta pop is a community called buckhead right when you go to buckhead it's different it's like man every fucking thing is nice everybody's getting money you see all the fancy cars you know really it's buckhead not bankhead that's the hood buckhead is really the part that really makes atlanta buckhead this is where the motherfucker got all the money at don't you know buckhead know the community knows they're the real money of atlanta they know that they're not slow they know that and you know what they're trying to do they're finna break away from atlanta now <laughs> they just tried to break away i think maybe last year two years ago i can't remember but you know they couldn't get the votes but it's a lot of crackers in buckhead so once they start something they're not gonna, listen they're not going to stop until they succeed on what they're trying to do mark my words in less than 10 years buckhead will be a separate city from atlanta and then Atlanta's going to be fucked because there's no real money in Atlanta. I think the tax revenue that's holding Atlanta, 40% of it, it's coming from Buckhead. Because there's no money in Atlanta. We have the internet. I would strongly suggest you reach out to your southern brothers and sisters and figure out a plan. But first, beloved, I would encourage you, don't fuck up like us in Detroit right try to incorporate the side of the city your community that you live in first and turn it into a city so you can fuck their plan but you're gonna have to kiss some ass with that general assembly to get it done you gotta have to you're gonna have to flip some votes and um i don't know they can do it the mob way you know what i'm saying y'all ain't got the money <laughs> i thought i had all them steppers in chicago what happened to the steppers <laughs> If y'all don't incorporate them communities, they're going to step their ass out that city. Trust me, because they stepped us out of Detroit. <laughs> they stepped us out of Detroit, goddammit. My goal, beloved, I'm going to leave you with this. Man, my goal, you know, you know, I was hurt. You know, the way they, when you look back in retrospect and you see how they planned. And that's why I say that. I say, you know what? Because I'm speaking from experience. I say, damn, you know. Don't crackers look 25, 30, 35 years down the line. Listen, everything they had in that book in 2010, that shit is implemented right now. But they already planned it. You know where we was at? The Gentleman's Club was partying. <laughs> Getting our kids ready to get the Easter speech. <laughs> they listen, they in the back playing it. And we on our way to the club. You know, we finna put some money together and run down south and go to Freak League. <laughs> <laughs> you better go to Freak League, beloved. We're kicking it. 
shooting dice, smoking weed. Damn, we've lost the city. Bullshit. We don't want to see that happen to you in Chicago. If you don't move now, you're toast. Because, see, the the interesting thing about Illinois, and I'm going to close out with this, is, see, Illinois is a sanctuary state. But they keep dropping these motherfuckers off in Chicago. You know why? Chicago is the filter before the migrants move throughout Illinois. See, all the motherfuckers coming from South America, they ain't got nothing on them but some good dope. Some good dope, some fentanyl, and they finna flood that shit with Chicago. In the next five years, Chicago, watch your brother VJ now. I'm telling you now, Chicago is gonna have a fentanyl problem in the next fucking five years. They're gonna have two problems, actually. A robbery problem, and the fentanyl problem. And then, after five years, they're going to have a different gang problem. Because they're bringing Spanish-speaking men into the country, which they're going to instantly connect with the other, with the Latin kings. They're going to instantly connect with the other Spanish-speaking men. And they definitely gonna, they're going to run you out. So you got no choice but to incorporate your, your side of town now. You got no choice but to make you a separate city now. Because they're going to run y'all niggas out of Chicago. You can, it's just, a, you can see it. See, the black man is lost about himself and the brown man is lost about himself too. And I learned that when I went to Chicago. See, let me tell you some cold shit. When you come on the eastern shore, right, on the east coast, there is no black and brown game. See, the black and brown is the same on the east coast. You go to Jersey City, Jersey. You go to the Bronx and Brooklyn and shit. Puerto Ricans and blacks is the same fucking thing, bro. When you get to Detroit... You come to the southwest side. The Latinos and the blacks is the same here. We it's no we don't play that black and brown shit. You just from the hood, you from the hood. But beloved, when you get to Chicago and go further west, that shit is not like that. The minute you get to, they play black and brown in Chicago. They really, really play black and brown. When you get to LA, it is different. They play beloved. I went out there, I didn't know. I was in East LA and I found out later I didn't supposed to be out there. They play a different black and brown game out there. Okay. It's just what it is. They're ushering in more, more of our brown brothers. And amongst our people that don't have knowledge of self, it's going to be a clash. But the Spanish-speaking folks is going to connect with the Spanish-speaking folk was going to push you out. I'm going to leave it there. Maybe we talk about that different story. Different. I'm going to leave it there. Because all I know right now is that they bringing in that good dope, right? <laughs> you see Abbott put him on that bus in Texas. It ain't no, it ain't no dogs out there, or ain't no drug dogs walking around the buses and stuff. It ain't no, it ain't none of that shit out there. They just get right on that bus with that good dope and fitting on, and they're going right to Chicago. And the government is going to make sure they go to Chicago first, because they're going to filter them out. They're going to get all their drugs out and sell everything out, and then you're going to see because it's still cold, right? It's a whole. It's a diabolical plan. They pushed them in them. They pushing them. The migrants there. Why it's cold? Because they know niggas ain't gonna come out like that. Because it's cold. You watch the spring when spring come back around. You sit and you watch the spring when everybody's outside and hanging. And oh man, it's gonna be an interesting, interesting time in the shy. Work quickly, beloved. 
and do what you can to get the ball rolling on incorporating your community and turn it into a separate city. Get your own police department, your own fire, your own fire department, get your own mayor, and then do what you want to do with your own budget. And then we'll leave it there. All right, how about that, right? Peace and black power to your family. Beloved, we thank you guys so much for listening. We thank you guys so much for hanging out. This is indeed Real Black Content Form Podcast. I'm your brother V, man. I'm going to get it with you guys later. Peace. One day, on day one, I'm going to send a legislative immigration reform bill to Congress to provide a roadmap to citizenship for 11 million undocumented immigrants who contribute so much to this country, including 1.7 million, 1.7 million AAPI. Thanks for listening. Remember to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Google, Anchor, Spotify, and Facebook. Also, don't forget to like, share, and comment on the podcast. Your opinion of what you just heard is important to the platform. So yes, beloved, your comments are the engine and fuel to the machine. Stay blessed and have a powerful day.